0: Father God, we're asking that you would speak to us through your word today and that the things that we hear and that we learn from you would affect the way that we see you and the way that we we see the world and the way that we um, understand what you're going to do in the future through um, the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives. And so Lord, would you just do um, your work now in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let me let me... Th- ask you guys to imagine something. Imagine that you were on a world tour. You'd come from some other place. I don't know where that place would be. But imagine that you came from some other place to Earth to go on an international tour for the first time. Okay? Can you guys imagine that? I don't know if I can, but just try. There's a couple things that you would be sure to notice on this international tour. First of all, you'd notice... That everywhere you went, there are all kinds of amazing people. Different styles, different languages, different looks, different cultures, different nationalities. And yet you'd notice that all of them are stamped with the image of God. All of them. And yet, there's something else that you'd notice. You'd notice that wherever you go... With all these people, as unique and intriguing they all are, you notice that they are also really messed up. (laughs) That, as much as they've tried to make society work, none of them have been able to do so. In fact, you can't find two people who can get along. And you can't find a single person who is willing to treat the rest of the world the way that they themselves want to be treated. And so you'd say, what is going on here? Stamped with the image of God and yet so messed up. And it's not just that they're messed up individually. The whole lot of them. All of them. So the problem, you guys want to know what the problem is? I think a lot of you already know. The problem, as you know, is the problem of authority. God's authority. And God's authority through his people on this planet. See, when God created us humans... He gave us a job to do. He gave us an assignment. You guys remember what that is? Very interesting if you understand this. Might change the way that you look at what's going on in the world. When he made humanity, he gave us a job. Psalm one fifteen, verse sixteen says this The highest heavens, ninety billion light years across of of the universe, belongs to the Lord. But this little speck he gave to you guys. He gave to us. What's with that? And David asks, what's with with that? In one other psalm. In Psalm 8, David, the great poet, the great songwriter, he said kind of the same thing. He said, when I consider your heavens... Gig- I mean, he had no idea how big it was but when I consider your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you've ordained what is man what is humanity that you take thought of him what is the son of man or the son of Adam that you care for him I Guess this is a real question that David's asking God and the scheme of this gigantic universe. What do you care about me It's little, little us for? Why do you care about us? But then he answers the question in verse 5. Psalm 8, verse 5. He explains. Yet you, speaking of God. Yet you, God, have made him, speaking of humans. God, you have made us a little lower than God, it says in this version. But when the New Testament quotes this, it clarifies that this is the deities, the lesser deities, the angels. What it says in the New Testament, in Hebrews, when it quotes this psalm, is that you made us humans a little lower than these angelic beings, and you made, you crown them, that's speaking of us, He's crowned us with glory and majesty. He crowned us with glory and majesty? You make him or made him to rule over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. Whose feet? Under the feet of humanity. Isn't that interesting? And then it clarifies all the sheep and oxen, all the beasts of the fields, the birds, the fish, And he did this so that, verse 9, Psalm 8, verse 9. Go ahead and go to the next verse. Oh, right there. How majestic is your name in all the earth. The reason God did it this way is because he would be magnified. He would be exalted. He would be glorified by giving some delegated authority to humans, to us. And why would he do that? For his glory. So here's the point. If humanity, if us humans would rule, would take authority, would take responsibility in the way that he intended us to, then things would work. And if we didn't do what he intended us to, if we did take that responsibility, then we'd have about what we have right now. Things would not work. And as you know, humans did not take responsibility of authority instead we did the unthinkable we took that delegated authority that god had given us and we handed it over to god's arch enemy the devil and from that point on every attempt that we've made to try to restore order it hasn't worked You could read from Genesis to Revelation. We could read all the history books that have ever been written. We could watch every news show that has ever been aired. And we'd all come through that saying, it's not working. There's something wrong. And the reason it's not working is because we handed over the delegated authority that God had given us. We handed it to the devil. And the devil had an amount of authority on this planet. You guys remember when Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, and the devil came to him. Remember what one of the temptations was? The devil offered Jesus that rulership of this planet if he would just bow down and worship Satan. You guys remember this? In fact, in in Luke, it says that the devil said, I can give it to anybody I want to. And you think that Jesus would say, you're a liar. But Jesus doesn't say that. Because there's a truth to what the devil is talking about. In fact, in 1 John 5.19, we're told that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. And you think, how can that be? How can God let such a thing happen? But the reason that this world is messed up is because we handed authority to the devil and submitted ourselves to his will. Unthinkable. And... The result is that this world will never function. It will never be as it was supposed to be until that authority, until that rulership is as God intended in the verses that we just read, until that authority is back in the hands of humanity, the humans who recognize that God is their their ultimate authority. And yet, how could that happen? How could we regain what had been lost from us? And the answer is, we couldn't. There was nothing that we could ever do to restore what we'd given up in Genesis 3. Here we were as the rightful rulers of creation, the rightful heirs to this planet, and yet we believed A lie that put us in bondage to this great usurper, the devil. And the result was that the planet and all its people were doomed. No hope, no solution, no future, no relationship with God. And nothing we could do about it. But that's not the end of the story. That wasn't the end of the story. Guys, I want you to see in Revelation 5 this unimaginable unimaginable plan that God had. To redeem this planet. So, guys, let's look at Revelation 5, verse 1. This cosmic drama is played out before the eyes of John, the apostle, something like 90, 80, at the end of the first century. And this is what we're reading Revelation 5, 1. Let's look at this. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, who's the one that sits on the throne? God Almighty. Okay? On the, in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, there was a book. Really, it's a scroll. A scroll with writing on both sides, written inside and out, sealed up with seven seals. Now, what's this scroll? It's the title deed of, of this planet, it's the papers, the documents that give the holder of those documents the right to judge evil, to get rid of evil on this planet, and to rule supreme. And John says in verse 2, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. So this is this tough angel who is asking a real question because he does not know the answer to the question. He says, Who's worthy to open this scroll and to break the seven seals? It's a real question. That the angel's asking, all angels ask, all people have asked, ever since the fall. How do we fix this mess? How do we restore what's been lost? And the answer is in verse 3. The terrible answer. And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or even to look inside of it. Nobody was worthy to fix what we'd messed up. And that might not make a lot of sense to us. But it made lots of sense to John. Because we know it makes sense to him because look what he does in verse 4. John's writing. And he says, Then when I saw this, I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the book or even to look inside of it. What's he crying about? He's crying because... He realizes the horrific situation that humanity is in, that we are doomed, lost without hope, no way of fixing this, that God is perfect, and we are not, and that there's no human that can fix this mess. See, it had to be human. It was humans who messed it up, and it had to be humans who fixed it. That's why we're told in Genesis 3, 15 and 16 that it would be the seed of the woman. It would be the DNA of humanity that would, fix, that would be able to fix this. But that didn't make any sense. It didn't make sense to any angel. It didn't make sense to any human. And so John weeps and weeps. But then something happens. Something happens that neither John nor any angel nor any created thing could have ever believed could be true. one of the elders, see what's going on in this throne room, is there's the throne of God, and surrounding that are these four living creatures, and surrounding that are these 24 elders. And one of the elders says, hey, John, he says, stop weeping. Behold, you know what behold means? It means check it out, check it out. The lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then I saw, John's writing, I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders, he sees a lamb standing as if slain. You know what that looks like? bloody lamb having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. We find out that that this lamb, or whatever it represents, has the spirit of God. Seven spirits of God in him and who 's this lamb? who's this lamb guys it's Jesus, thank you, I knew you knew. and he came and Jesus came in this in this drama in this that John is watching, he comes and he takes the scroll out of the right hand of him who sits on the throne and when Jesus, when this lamb representing Jesus, took the scroll. Look at what happens. This is incredible. The four living creatures that are on the throne and the 24 elders who have been worshiping God, they've been worshiping the Father God all this time. Suddenly, what happens is they fall down before the Lamb. Each one holding a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. The elders who have been worshiping the one seated on the throne suddenly start to worship this lamb. They worship the lamb because the lamb's identity, we find out, is actually the identity of God himself. They worship the lamb because this lamb, this person that the lamb represents, which is Jesus, fits the qualification of purchasing back this planet and all its people. You see, no mere human could have done this. None of us could have done it because all of us were stained by sin. But we also find out that God couldn't do it without being human. And so God, in his infinite wisdom that nobody could have ever imagined, none of these elders, none of the angels could have ever imagined, he enters into time and space, he becomes a human so that he can fit the qualifications of both Being human and being perfect, so that he can pay the price that no person could have ever paid. And that's why they sing this song in verse 9. And they sang a new song. You know why it's new? Because they had no idea prior to them seeing this what was going on. But they sing this new song Worthy are you to take the the scroll and break its seals. Who are they singing to? They're singing to the Lamb. They're singing to Jesus. For you were slain, and you purchased for God with your blood, with human blood. It had to be human blood. Men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and you have made them to be, listen to this, you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they, those humans, will rule on this earth. Who's going to reign on the earth? It's those humans. Just like God intended back in those verses that we looked at a minute ago in Psalm 8. That the humans would reign over the planet with ultimate human, Jesus, reigning over all of them. But I want you guys to see what happens next. What happens next is as these four living creatures are on the throne and the 24 elders... As they start to worship in the next verse, we notice the angels who are back a little bit further. And they start to notice. I mean, I don't know what that conversation is like, but it's like, hey, check out what the elders are doing. They're worshiping the lamb. And they realize, the angels realize that the lamb is worthy of worship. And look what they do. Verse 11. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels. Around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads and myriads. I think that means 10,000 times 10,000. And thousands and thousands, millions of angels, when they realize what's going on, they start worshiping the Lamb who represents Jesus. Verse 12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might, and honor, and glory, and blessing. The angels are worshiping Jesus. But I want you to see what happens next. What happens next is exciting. In verse 13, well, you get all these elders worshiping Jesus, you get all these elders worshiping Jesus, pretty soon, that noise affects this planet. What happens is that soon, gradually, little by little, I think this is gradual because it's still happening today, that gradually, one by one, person after person, tribe after tribe, language after language, culture after culture, city after city, in time, all people, all creatures recognize that Jesus is the rightful king and they praise him, they give him honor for what he did because he was the one who was worthy to redeem back this planet and our lives so verse 13 and every created thing including all you guys including all of us which is every created thing in heaven and on earth and under the earth and the sea and all things in them john says i heard them all saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever Do you guys see what happened? What happened was the world was doomed. But God became human. God became human and he brought, he bought back the right to be the king. He did it with his blood. The elders around the throne started worshiping. The angels saw that. They started worshiping. Then the people saw that. And they started worshiping and worshiping and worshiping person after person, tribe after tribe. Joining in this eternal anthem, this eternal crescendo that will never, never end. Guys, today, this is what we're celebrating. This is what we're looking forward to. This is why we're celebrating. Yes, there was a time when humanity, all of us, went our own way. There was a time when we handed the control of our lives and this planet to the devil. There was a time when we were without hope, we were doomed, we didn't know God. But now, Jesus has provided a way for us. And there will be a day, guys, get ready. There's going to be a day when people everywhere, regardless of their language, regardless of their culture, regardless of their socioeconomic status or their color or age or anything else, there is a day coming when we will worship the King, when every knee will bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yeah, cheer for Him, guys! So what we're doing today, today we're joining in that course. And what I'd like us to do as we wrap up this service, I want to invite people to start lining up here. I've Got the handheld mic here. And what I'd like you to do today, especially those of you who are from a place where maybe nobody else here is from, I'd like you to come forward and one by one line up right here and speak into this mic the truth that Jesus is the rightful king of your home, and your people. This is what I want you to say. I am Steve, and I am from the Philippines. I am, by the way. And today, I want to declare that Jesus is the rightful king of the Agda people, the people that I grew up with. He's the rightful king. Okay, so come on. So come on. If... Let's make sure that's on. Is that on? <clears throat>
1: मैं हिमाचल प्रदेश और जम्मू कश्मीर ते हैं और मैं गलांदा भाई कांग्री लोग आता बाकी सारे हिंदी बोलने वाले लोगों के लिए प्रभु यीशु ना सिर्फ हमारे सच्चा और साई राजा है बल्कि हमारे मुक्ति देने वाला मसीहा भी है जो हमारे सारे
0: there you go. Vasilka from Bulgaria.
1: I'm Vasilka from Bulgaria. This is my husband, Demeter. And we want to declare this morning that Jesus is the rightful king of the Bulgarian people.
0: Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. 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 Come on, guys.
1: Okay, from Indonesia, the Da people. Aku dari Indonesia pada akhirnya tomat katantu agar ipu Yesusmo tomasipatu rapipu topodaa.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. My name is Souzaia, and I'm from Madagascar. Jesusi nupanzaka ni firinina Malagas. I'm Johan. I'm from South Africa. And i declare that Jesus is the war from South Africa in high years in all
0: ali Amen. 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 Thank you, Johan. Hi, I'm
1: Haruko. I'm from Japan. Yes, Christ is the ni of the no I will tell you that true God the I will Good Morning, everyone. My name is Duane, and
0: Jesus is the rightful king for all of the Jamaican people. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: I'm David. I'm from uh, Puerto Rico, and uh, today I quiero declarar que Jesucristo es el verdadero y único rey de la gente puertorriqueña. Amen. amen.
0: amen. Thanks for that.
1: Hi, good morning. My name is Carmen Parkinson. This is my daughter, Liliana Parkinson. I'm from the beautiful island of Jamaica, and today I want to declare that Jesus Christ is the rightful king for the Jamaican people.
0: And, and,
1: and, 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 and. Thank you. Thank you, coming. So, Prabhat, I'm Jerusalem. I'm from India, and I want to say that Prabhu is of the
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Soy Michael. Diego. Y hoy queremos, somos de Colombia, y hoy queremos declarar que Jesús él es el verdadero rey de la gente colombiana. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Yo soy, uh, perdón.
1: Soy de México y quiero declarar que Jesús es el Rey de Justicia de la humanidad de nuestra gente. Amen. Hello, I'm Carell, I'm from Cuba. And I quiero decir que Cristo es el, el Señor y Rey de Cuba. Good morning, church. My name is Kelly from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Natato ete, Jesucristo. Asalimokonzi, Nawakonzi, Kolo na Kolo. Amen. Amen. Guten Morgen. Ich heiße Michael. Ich bin nicht von Deutschland, aber Jesus ist die richtige König von Deutschland. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Good morning. My name is Kelvin. I'm from Singapore. I want to declare that Jesus is the the rightful king of the Singapore people.
0: Amen. 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 Oh, sorry.
1: Hi, my name is Joanna. I'm from England. And I want to declare that Jesus Christ is the Lord of the English amen. people. Amen. <laughs> amen. Hi, I'm Tula from Finland. Jesus Christus on the last in Kuningas. Hello, I'm Rosie, and I represent the people of the Dominican Republic and the Virgin Islands, and today I want to declare that Jesus is the rightful king of the people of the Virgin Islands and the Dominican Republic. Well, she said in English, <laughs> I am going to say in Spanish. Yo soy Jacinta Zavala y vengo de la República Dominicana y solo declaro de que el Señor, Dios, nuestro Señor, es el Todopoderoso. Amen. Buen día, mi nombre es Karen, y yo quiero decir que Jesús es el Dios de todos nosotros, y vengo representando a Guatemala. Amen. My name is Samson, I'm from Malaysia and serve in China, and today I want to declare that Jesus is a rightful king of the Chinese and Malaysian people. Amen. I'm Aaron, I'm from India, and I want to declare that Jesus is the rightful king of the Indian people.
0: I'm Izzy, and I'm here to declare that Jesus is not only the rightful king of Nigeria, he owns Nigeria, and the blood of Jesus drips over Nigeria. And no power on earth can overtake that country especially as our elections are drawing near, and ritualists and everyone they are wanting to take over. Today, let all Nigerians stand up with me and say, Jesus belongs to Nigeria, and Nigeria belongs to Jesus. And the blood of Jesus will forever speak for Nigeria, forever and ever and ever. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. We need somebody for America.
1: My name is Jessica, and I am here to say that Jesus is the rightful king of America. (laughs)
0: Amen, amen, amen. eternal anthem of your glory of your holiness we offer ourselves to you lord and we thank you for what you've done for us and we continue to thank you and we continue to worship you today and tomorrow and every day for the rest of our lives and for eternity thank you for what you've done for us in jesus name amen amen